Well, Merry Christmas, City Church. You guys can have a seat. How are y'all doing this morning? Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's great to be with you. You know, Christmas is my absolute favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I love all the lights. I love all the music. I love all the foods. And I love the cookies. Oh, I love the cookies. And I love all the family traditions that are passed down from generation to generation. You know, but sometimes Christmas doesn't go according to plan. Like when we set a plan for a budget that we're going to stay within, but we overspend and we end up in a mountain of debt. Or like when we plan to enjoy time with all of our friends and our family and we overcommit ourselves and we end up feeling stressed out and not full of joy during the season. Or we plan to see the joy and excitement on our kids' faces Christmas morning, but they end up complaining about the one thing they didn't get instead of being excited about the five things that they did get. Or how about when we make a plan with our spouse, this, this year we're not gonna get each other anything, but they got you something? and you stuck to the plan. <laughs> now guys, side note, she is never serious about that plan. <laughs> Get her something. Amazon Prime, now, you have permission, you're welcome. Now, whether it's Christmas or not, when things don't go according to get planned, they can get pretty messy. Now, I know that we're all different, and some of us are a little bit more laid back and easygoing. You don't need a plan. You don't really care if there's a plan. Do I have any laid back people here? Where are my laid back people at? Yeah, video cafe online, laid back people. Okay, I wish I could be more like you. You see, because I'm the kind of person that needs a plan, and not just any plan, but like a solid plan. A plan that has start times and stop times that schedules in spontaneity so we don't go overboard. <laughs> and I know I take it to a bit of an extreme, but do I have any other plan people here? Where are the plan? Yeah, it was in the plan for you to raise your hand. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Now, while it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum from laid back to master planner, I think that we can all agree that we don't want a mess and that we want things to go the way that we want things to go. All we want is for there to be a good outcome. But have you ever been in a situation or a place in life where it was so messy that you couldn't see a way for the good outcome? You know, I remember it was years ago and I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling well and I had a variety of tests run and the doctor came back and let me know that I was pregnant. I was a teenager. I was actually 19. And I remember being flooded with thoughts and questions all at the same time, one after another, like, what about college? And what am I gonna do? And what is my mom gonna think? Where am I gonna live? How am I gonna even do this. You see, this was not in my plan and I couldn't see any possible way for a good outcome. It was a mess. 
And maybe, maybe you can relate. Maybe you were in the exact same situation. Or maybe you can just relate in a different way because your life circumstances have you feeling like your life is just a little bit messy. And you can't possibly see a way for there to be a good outcome. All of your plans have gotten derailed and you're wondering why your life is so messy and you have a ton of questions. Questions like, how did I get here? What am I supposed to do? Why is this so hard? How can I ever get my life back on track? Does anybody even care? And if there is a God, if, then why are things such a mess? And if this is you, I want you to know that you're in the right place because most of us here are just like you. City Church is a messy church for messy people where we can get real about the messes in our lives and we can find freedom together. So we are glad you're here. But what do we do to move forward if we're stuck in a messy life? How do we start to get our plans back on track? And does Christmas help us with this at all? Well, we all love the cool parts about the Christmas story. We all love to hear the story that Damaris just shared with us, but there is a part of the Christmas story that didn't go according to plan. You see, Mary was a teenage girl. She was a young teenage girl who was a virgin and engaged, and engaged to Joseph when the angel came and told her that she was going to become pregnant. And although my circumstances weren't exactly the same as Mary's, I can almost confidently tell you that this was probably not in her plan. And maybe she had the same questions running through her mind like, what will Joseph think? Will he believe me? Will he stay with me? What will my friends think? Why me? How am I going to do this? Maybe she thought this was not in my plan and this could get messy. And she was right. And it did. And not only did it get messy for Mary, but it got messy for Joseph as well. See, scripture tells us that Joseph planned to quietly divorce Mary because he hadn't been with her. And Joseph is a human and he's a dude and there's no dude that's gonna be like, yeah, it's cool, it's the Holy Spirit's baby. I totally believe you, I'm down with that. <laughs> like this was messy for Joseph. It was so messy for him that God had to convince him to stay with her and to help her. You see, Joseph wanted to walk away from Mary. He wanted to walk away from the messy situation and we can understand that and it's natural. We do this sometimes too. We want to walk away. We wanna push people out of our lives. Heck, we even wanna push God out of our lives. Maybe even blame him for our messes. But even though it wasn't in his plan, Joseph stayed in the mess and it was a mess that he didn't even create. And it actually got harder, not easier for them. So fast forward nine-ish months and Mary's on the verge of popping and she and Joseph have to leave their home and travel to a town called Bethlehem. And now Bethlehem is about 75 miles away from where they were. So that's about the distance from downtown San Antonio to downtown Austin. And they didn't have any minivans at the time or some toll roads that they could take to get straight there. So they had to walk. And this walk would have taken them at least three days of them walking eight hours straight just to get there. 
And at some point when they are there, Mary goes into labor. Not in the plan. But Joseph, he's a dude, and so he goes into problem-solving mode, and he's like, I got this. I know what we're gonna do. We've been preparing for this. I got a plan. So he scoops Mary up, and he takes her over to an inn. It's like a hospital or like a hotel where she can have the baby. But they're full. Not in the plan. Meanwhile, Mary's contractions are getting stronger and closer together. And I'm sure at some point she was like, babe, this baby's coming. We gotta do something, we gotta do it now. And then boom, they luck out and they find a place and it's a place where they keep animals. And it was just like a barn. Except for the barns back then aren't like the barns that we have today. It was actually more like a cave, okay? So they lucked out and they found a cave. May have been some relief, but I'm not sure how much because this was not in the plan. And it's a cave and it's full of animals. And what do animals do? Kids, I know you can help me out with this. What do animals do? What do they do? They do, yep. They pee and they poop. That's exactly right. They pee and they poop. And when you have a lot of animals, you have a lot of poop. And when you have a lot of poop, you have a mess. So this was not in the plan. And I'm sure it wasn't something that Mary and Joseph were thrilled about. But it is where they ended up. And in the still and in the quiet of night, Mary delivered Jesus. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And she wrapped him in cloths and she placed him in a manger. Now a manger literally means a long open box or a trough for horses and cattle to eat from. And because this was the only option for them, Mary and Joseph would have used hay as the bedding that was intended for horses and cows to eat that they would lay baby Jesus in. He wasn't placed in a bassinet, not a crib with a mattress with fresh clean sheets or fresh linens, but a feeding trough with hay in a cave miles away from home. And I wonder if Mary and Joseph weren't a little confused as to why it had to be this way. After all, Jesus was God's idea, not theirs. So why was this such a mess? But what if the mess was part of the plan? You see, because God doesn't make mistakes, so this wasn't an accident, so we need to ask ourselves the question, why? If Jesus is God and God can do anything, then why on earth would Jesus' entrance into this world have been so messy? Why would all the plans go wrong? Why would he be born in poverty in a cave and not surrounded by fanfare in a palace? Why was this such a mess? Why didn't it go according to plan? Because the mess was the plan. You see, if Jesus had come into the world in a spectacular fashion, in a palace surrounded by servants and comfort and luxury, it would have been expected. It would have been understood, but it would have been irrelevant. 
if Jesus had stepped into human history, parting oceans, which he had already proven could be done with a grand and extravagant party, we would have been impressed, but not transformed. Because we would always look for God in the spectacular. We would always look for God out there in the miraculous and in the magical. But how he came tells us what he is like. How Jesus came into this world tells us what he is like. Jesus came through a virgin so we would know that we find him in the unexpected. Joseph wanted to leave Mary, but he didn't. So we would know that he is in the business of restoring relationships. Mary and Joseph had to travel a long, hard distance. So we would know that it is not always easy, but he is on the journey with us. There was no room in the inn, so that way we would know that we have to make space for him. There was no crib for a bed, so we would know it may not be what we want or the way that we pictured it, but he will provide for our every need. His life was surrounded by the stench of the mess so we would know that he is not afraid of the mess and he is in it with us. You see, the mess was the plan because how he came tells us what he is like. It didn't have to be this way. God had a choice and he didn't choose to clean things up for Jesus to come because he wanted to see that he meets us in our mess. And the mess that he was born into would be a theme throughout his entire life, his entire ministry, and ultimately his death. He was born in the mess. It was the plan. Because how he came tells us what he is like. Tell me the story of Jesus Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious The sweetest that ever was heard Tell how the angels in chorus Sang as they welcomed his birth Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings on earth. Tell of the cross where they nailed him, writhing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him, and tell how they live it again. Oh, love in the story so tender, clearer than ever I see. Stay, let me weep while you whisper. Love paid the ransom for me. Love paid the ransom for me.
the mess was the plan. Because how he came tells us what he is like. And so if Jesus was born into a mess because God is a God that loves to help us with our messes, why do we often let our messes push him away? Why do we let them keep him out? Why don't we let him into our messes to help? Well, in my case, when I was a teenager, I never ended up getting married and I was a young single mom. I was hurt and I was mad and my life was a mess, but it got harder and messier. While trying to do what I believed to be the right thing, I was shamed by a religious leader within the church for having a child out of wedlock. And although I knew at the time that my life circumstances were a mess, at that moment I truly believed that I was a mess. I was too big of a mess for God and so I walked away and I didn't look back. I believe that God didn't want anything to do with me, so therefore I didn't want anything to do with him. And I went on to live my life, my way, in my mess for many years. And then about 12 years ago, I came to a Christmas Eve service here at City Church. It wasn't a part of my plan, but I was invited to do Christmas Eve with the person I was seeing at the time, and it was their family tradition that they all got together and came to celebrate here at City Church. And I found myself here. Actually, we were sitting right there. I had zero expectations, and quite frankly, I just wanted to get it over with. But while we were here, something unexpected happened. Something began to stir inside of me, and it started me on a long, hard, messy journey. And it wasn't immediate and it took some time, but I heard all about who God was and what Jesus did for me. And over time, I began to experience God loving on me right where I was, right smack in the middle of my mess. And eventually, I came into a personal relationship with him here in this very place. And my life was totally transformed. And now, in a way that only God can do, when we let him into our messes, in an incredibly surreal moment that is actually blowing my mind right now, I'm up here. I went from too big of a mess for God to up here talking to you about God. And I want you to know that the mess was the plan. This is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why we call him Emmanuel, God with us. It is not us with God, but God with us. Because a God that can seem so distant, so obscure, so untouchable, broke through every barrier. He broke through every obstacle and removed everything that would separate us from him. He came into the mess. And I want you to know that no matter what you have done, no matter what has been done to you, no matter what has been said to you, no matter how big your mess, no matter how great your anxiety, no matter how dark your depression, how big your obstacle, or how awesome your joy, God has done everything that he needs to do for you and him to have a personal relationship.
He was born in a cave and he died on a cross and it was a mess. But the mess was this plan all along. This is why it is Emmanuel, God with us. Don't make the mistake I made. Don't push him away. Don't walk away. Don't miss it. Let him into your mess. God is for you and he wants to be with you. But this is where you have a part. You have to invite him in, even if it's messy inside. It is why he came. And so right now, we're gonna take a moment and the band is going to play a song because we wanna create some space for you and for God. And you can sit, you can stand, you can come down front and kneel and pray on some of the prayer pillows, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But while this song is playing, I am asking you to invite God into your mess. For some of you in the room today, you're ready to invite God into your mess for the very first time and place your faith in Jesus. And if that's you, I wanna lead you in a prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the mess, God. I thank you that the mess was the plan and I thank you for Jesus. And there are some of us here that are in this room in the video cafe and that are watching online and we wanna invite you into our mess for the very first time, God. And so right now we say yes to you. We say, God, I believe in your son Jesus and what he did and that he came into the mess for me. And right now I invite you into that mess, God. Now for others of us, we've We've already let God into our mess and maybe we're just letting him into a fraction of a situation of a mess that is going on. And for you guys, let's pray this together. God, it's, it's hard for us to see the truth through the mess because it gets so messy sometimes. My life is just so messy right now. But God, when I see that the mess was a part of the plan, that a mess was actually how you chose to bring Jesus into this world for access to him, God, I have enough courage to say, God, come into my mess. And whatever that mess is that you wanna invite him into, I just invite you to speak that out. God, come into this mess in my life right now. God, I thank you for each one of the people that are here today. God, I thank you for everybody that is listening to this message. God, we invite you in, Father. We invite you in. We say thank you for Jesus. We say thank you for the cross. We say thank you that we do not have to stay a mess and that you can transform. In Jesus' name, amen.